What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb. And together, we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. We are in our new home today in Florida. I'm from New York. I'm a New Yorker. And we moved to South Florida literally yesterday. And we did moving in a really efficient way. And I'm very lucky to have a team that was able to help us with this. But we had to do it this way because we were hosting events and speaking and doing all this stuff all over the place. So we really did not have time to stop our lives and do a huge move and do it all ourselves. So we had a lot of help. So we had this really wonderful, fantastic experience where we got to walk into our new home and everything was set up and put away and beautiful uh, yesterday, which was a really cool experience. Of course, when you walk in, when somebody else sets up your stuff, you want to rejudge and revamp and reorganize everything, which that happened to me, but they did a really good job. And so far, I'm absolutely loving living in South Florida. I am loving it. Like I am like next level, loving it more than I would have ever thought. I know I've only been here for a day, but I'm absolutely loving the vibe. I love the energy. I walked into this home and I was like, wow, the energy in this home is just absolutely incredible. Like nothing I've ever experienced. It's just open and airy and light and bright and it makes you feel good. And the fact that we can go outside and look at the water and the beach and the ocean is really cool and really, really motivating. I'm really excited about it. And when people would ask me, they're like, will you ever leave New York City? Because I'm such a New Yorker. And those of you that really know me on a personal level, you know how much of a New Yorker I am. My whole personality is very New York. I'm very fast-paced. I'm very straight to the point. If you read my book, you know that I'm a fast talker. I, I don't bullshit. I am a New Yorker. I love New York energy. I love everything about New York City. It feels very much part of my identity. You know, we create those identities that we have for ourselves. And I think over time, I really created this belief or this identity that I could only live in New York. And I would tell everybody, I'm never leaving New York City. I've said that so many times. That's why I'm going to try to stop saying absolutes. Because I would say to people, oh, I'm, you will never catch me leaving New York. I am a New Yorker through and through for the rest of my life. And I remember Chris saying to me when we first got together, you know, one day I probably want to leave the city. And I'm like, guess what? If you're going to be with me, you're never leaving the city because I love the, the city and I'm never leaving. And I'm a New Yorker no matter what. And I attached New York City to my identity. And it's super, super easy. Look at how fast I like that can happen, like where you can create an identity for yourself, whether that is I'm a New Yorker or I'm not a morning person or I'm not somebody that goes to the gym or I'm not a runner or I'm not a person that lifts weights or I'm not an entrepreneur or I'm not somebody that could ever live anywhere other than in my town or I'm not somebody that goes to events or I'm not somebody that likes to t be around people and talk to people. Like we could create all of these identities, all of these limiting beliefs that we're creating for ourselves, but none of them are really true. We've created them. We've built them and constructed them in our mind. And we decided to tell ourselves that these are, we are these things. And the easiest way I have found to overcome this and to not be stuck into one identity and to have a little bit more and in your life and a little bit more what if, or maybe a little bit more yet. When you add the word yet to anything, it actually shifts the limiting beliefs. So uh, I'm not uh, someone that could live in Florida yet, but maybe something that I'm going to work on this year 
is adding a little bit more maybe, a little bit more and, a little bit more openness to, to getting out of my own box that I've put myself in. And we create what we just like our beliefs, we create them completely. So if we decide that we can't do something, we have made that decision. And in fact, that will be true in our mind. So if you have decided and declared and said, it's going to be hard to do this thing, and I absolutely can't do it, then you have therefore put yourself into a container of somebody that can't do it. And will you be able to do it? Whatever it is that you're trying to do? Probably not because you created a belief that you can't do it. So just like I created a belief that I couldn't live anywhere but New York, my parents are probably laughing at me right now because I always said to them, I will never leave New York City. I am a New Yorker. I could never live anywhere else. And here's what I learned today and yesterday. I arrived here and granted, I have not lived here for long enough to really officially be able to tell you how much I love it, but I already am just like, I get to go back to New York next week for a speaking engagement. And I'm like, I don't want to go back to New York. What if life could be a giant evolution, which it is, but what if we invited that giant evolution into our belief system? Like, what if we, I'm really playing with this year as I get older and as I, by the way, I'm going to be 38 this month on December 28th. And as I enter my late thirties, I'm really thinking about how can I get out of my box? Because I find that as people get older, they get more in their set, they get more set in their ways. They get more, I am a this person, I'm not a this person. I really want to have as much expansiveness and evolution in my life as I possibly can and really invite the evolution of my beliefs in. Like, what if it could be something else? What if there could be more? What if it could be different? What if I could explore a different part of myself? What if I could actually prove myself wrong, this limiting belief that I've set for myself for so many years? What if I just tried and I could fail and that's fine. And that's teaching me a lot about myself and a lot about who I am and a lot about my capabilities and a lot about what I'm willing to try and what I'm willing to not try. Because the act of trying and failing is actually, there's more growth in trying and failing than there is in actually trying and succeeding, I have found. So every monumental moment in my life has usually begun with a really difficult situation, a failure, a mess up, or some really hard effort. Effort, like the good things in life or the big realizations or the big ahas or the big shifts or the big moments that make things happen don't typically come from an easy moment or a moment where it's like, oh yeah, I'm doing the thing that I always do. When we do the thing that we always do, we get the thing that we always get. And if you're loving and happy with the things that you're always getting, then keep doing the things that you've always been doing. And that's fabulous. But I don't know about you. I love growth. And if you're watching this, I would guess if you follow me and you're a regular follower of me and now you haven't just stumbled across this for some random reason and you've been following me for a while or maybe you read my book or you consume some of my content, then you're probably somebody that's seeking growth as well and seeking an evolution as well. Always trying to evolve into uh, a more fulfilled version of yourself or maybe a higher version of your potential and, and really seek that. And the act of doing that, I have found, has made me a happier, more joyful person. Not getting to the fullest potential of myself, but the act of trying to get there, the act of pursuing it is actually where my joy comes from. And I'm really figuring that out for the first time ever in my life, how it's not about that destination that I'm trying to get to that's going to bring me the joy and the happiness that I seek. For me, I'm getting really self-aware. And I want you to just think about yourself as I talk about this, because this isn't just about me, actually. This isn't about me at all. It's really about you. And this is why like, I do my own therapy with you guys out loud here. 
hopefully that you'll be able to resonate in some way or maybe think about something a little bit differently for yourself. But um, I'm getting super self-aware to know a lot of things about me and really sitting in those things about me, asking myself, can I evolve and grow into a different version of me? Can there be more and? Can there be more yet? Can there be more maybe? Can there be more um, exploration of what I've always believed about myself to be true? But more importantly, uh, listening and paying attention to who I am and really what makes me happy and not what I've thought ever should make me happy or maybe what everybody else in my life has told me that I should do to be happy. And for me, the act of pursuing achievement, I just know this. I love that. That's like my sport. I'm into it. I like figuring things out about myself. I like growth. I like achievement. I don't necessarily love the outcome as much as I love the journey. I just the everyday act of striving to go to bed at night feeling like I've accomplished something new or I've learned something new about myself or I've reached another height of what I thought I was capable of, that jazzes me the F up. So if that's you and like you genuinely are somebody that knows that the act of being better is part of who you are. What if we stepped into that and embraced it a little bit more instead of trying to hide it? Because I find that if you're in an environment where not a lot of people are on that same page as you, where like they're not really into personal growth or personal development, and they really do want to stay set in their ways because they're very comfortable there and they don't like discomfort, they don't like uncertainty, they don't necessarily want to push themselves to grow, that's okay. That's fine. They can do their own thing. But it's really important for you to surround yourself with people that are also similar to you so that you don't get stuck in that way thinking like, oh my gosh, it is not normal for me to want to achieve. It's not normal for me because it's all normal. It's all, we're all different people with different desires and different energy and different paths here on this planet. And it's okay to have whatever desires you want to have and it's okay to pursue them and it's wonderful. And I, my, it would be such a travesty for you to not pursue and not live the life that you desire and not feel the joy and fulfillment that you want to fulfill, that you want to feel because all the people around you are shaming you for wanting that or telling you, you know, why, why are you trying so hard? Why don't you relax? Why are you working so hard? I hate that. I mean, I used to listen to that all the time. People are like, you're going to work, you're going to burn yourself out. Why are you working so hard? I'm like, cause I love it. But then pretty soon all of their like negative shit and like mentality that's clearly their own thing seeps into my mind. And I'm like, you know what? I should pull back. I should rest. But that's not who I am. I actually get my energy from work. I get my energy from creating. I get my energy from achievement. And some of you might hate that. You might be like, oh, that's not my vibe. And that's fantastic. But then go follow someone else or go listen to someone else or listen to me and don't do it yourself. I don't care to each his own. It's all good. But I think that this is really for me. And if you're listening to this and you're leaning in, Maybe for you as well, 2024 is really going to be a year where I explore being even more self-aware and leaning into exactly who I am and what my real desires are and just owning the shit out of it. And if I want to work hard and if I want to work over Christmas and New Year's and my birthday and I want to work and I love it, then amazing. And if not, then that's amazing too. But And what are the things that I've told myself that I started to believe that are true for so many years that I'm not this or I am this? And really exploring, is that true? What if I decided to say something else? What if I decided to create a new belief, a new belief within myself of what I'm capable of? What advice would you give early 20-year-olds on navigating their life job post-college? Super overwhelmed, feeling stressed about not knowing what I want. I get it. I get it. I get it. I understand. And we feel often when we get out of college or 
when we're starting to become an adult and we go out into the real world that we feel like everybody has it all figured out and we need to have it figured out immediately. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Some people do figure it out, but I guarantee you that they figure it out and then they pivot and they shift because we're always growing and we're always evolving. And when I was 20, I was the biggest hot mess in the entire world. When I was 20, I wanted to be an actress. I moved to New York City for the first time. I was studying musical theater. I thought that I was going to be a traditionally working actor. I thought that I was going to be waiting tables all my life and I was going to be auditioning and like trying to get jobs and hopefully become an actor working on Broadway or on TV. And that did happen for a little bit. But in no way, shape or form, would if I would have gone back and told my 20-year-old self today that this is what I would be doing for a living, running a company, teaching other entrepreneurs how to build brands online, writing a book, being a, a best-selling published author, being an international keynote speaker, being an entrepreneur. I would tell myself, like I, my 20-year-old self would be like, you are crazy. I did not figure that out. There was no, I did not know that this was my purpose. I didn't know it at all, nor do I still know if it's my purpose. Maybe my purpose is going to evolve into something else. We'll talk about that in a second. But I had no clue when I was 20. I didn't have a clue until, it didn't get really clear until a couple of years ago. I'm 38, turning 38. So what I want to tell you, Nikki, is you have so much time, it's ridiculous. When you get out of college, it is your time to play, to figure it out. Not meaning play like party, because if I could go back, I would tell my 20-year-old self, stop. If you like partying, fine, go have a good time, but focus on figuring out what you want to do. Focus on learning. Focus on getting mentors. Focus on exploring. Focus on being really curious. You have so much time to try a bunch of different things to figure out what you like and what you don't. And the fastest way to figure out like your path is to try things. And I actually listened to a really, a really cool podcast with Brian Green the other day. And he was talking about how to find your purpose because I never really know how to answer this question because I think that we have more than one purpose in life. I really truly believe that. I don't think that we just have one purpose because throughout my life, I've had so many different purposes and I still have different purposes now. Part of my purpose is to, you know, be an international keynote speaker and inspire people from stage. Part of my purpose is to write books. Part of my purpose is to be an amazing stepmother to my stepdaughter. Part of my purpose is to be a great wife to my husband. And there's maybe a purpose that's working in the background behind the scenes that I don't even know exists. And there's probably a purpose that's going to come across my, my life path as I move forward into my 40s and 50s and 60s, that's going to transform and change and evolve. And so I am a big fan of understanding and knowing that we evolve. People evolve. This whole idea that we need to stay the same and we need to find one purpose for our entire life and just focus on that one thing is just very constricting. And I don't believe in it. Um, I just don't. And if you are somebody that finds that one purpose, that's amazing. But I bet you anything that there are other little mini purposes behind the scenes happening that you're doing that you don't even realize it. And I think that it's cool to incorporate all of that into your life journey, into your life resume. And when I, when you're 20, it's your time to explore and try all the different things that you're interested in and know, know that you don't need to marry anything. I had so many jobs when I was 20 that actually helped build me into the person that I am today that allows me to do the things that I do today really well. I did a lot of things when I was in my 20s that trained me. I didn't realize they were training me to do what I do now, waitressing. Literally, I learned so much from waiting tables. I learned so much from what else did I do when I was in my 20s? Oh my God, I waited a lot of tables. I obviously I was in musical theater school. I worked the door at a nightclub. I worked, I did cold calling at an insurance 
business agent, like bit, like I literally sat in a cubicle and I called people like for a hot second. That was crazy. I just, I did so many different things. I was an actress. I was a Broadway actress. I was a television actress. I did movies. I did all kinds of things. And all of those things, when you connect the dots looking backwards, they all make sense. They all did. Of course, I was a personal trainer for years. I had a personal training company. I was a mindset coach. I played. I had a photo shoot company where I would do photo shoots with entrepreneurs. I wasn't the photographer, but I was the creative director. I did so many things. Your life is going to be so full. And what I want you to focus on is just being so curious and allow yourself to explore. Allow yourself to try things. You're going to hate some stuff. You're going to love some stuff, but it's all going to teach you what you want to do. And it's okay to not know. It's okay. You don't have to tell your parents that you don't know. You just be like, this is what I'm doing right now. But know and trust and understand that it's okay to, to follow your bliss. Okay. Try something. If you like it, do more of that thing. If you hate it, do something else. You have so much time to do that. And then the other thing, oh, I was talking about Robert Greene and the thing about purpose is if you think back to, we kind of all really know what we love when we're kids. But conditioning starts to happen as we get a little bit older and people tell us in our life like, oh, you can't do that thing or you're not good enough to do that thing or you really shouldn't do that thing because that career, that's not a career, right? Our parents or our family members or people in our life or our teachers or people that we look up to then convince us that the thing that we wanted to do when we were little is no longer possible. So I want you to really think about what you really enjoyed doing when you were a kid because that's when we're unfiltered. That's when we're unapologetic. That's when we're just doing what is true to who we are. I know that when I was little, the only thing that I ever wanted to do was perform in front of people. If you were anywhere near me when I was a little kid, there was a very high chance that you were coming into my living room and I was putting on a show for you. And I could do that for hours and hours and hours and never get tired. And I loved every second of it. And I remember having moments in my childhood. And if you can think back to any of these little memories from when you were a kid of thoughts that you had, I remember thinking, this is what I want to do forever. I want to be performing. And now I'm not a traditional performer anymore, but now I speak. I do Instagram lives. I do content online. I do Zoom calls. I write books. Like I am performing all the time. And this is definitely the thing that I loved to do when I was little, the, the thing that I was born with. We're all born with that innate love, with our innate gifts. We've got them. They're in us. And we know them when we're little because we spend a lot of time doing those things. Think about it. Kids that just they immediately love sports and they're playing sports all the time and they love it so much. Or kids that are just obsessed with cars and trains and putting things together. And like if they followed that passion, maybe they would become an incredible uh, engineer one day, right? But then maybe a, a parent or a teacher or somebody came in and they're like, nope, you shouldn't be that. You should really be a doctor or you should really go into this, the stock market or you should really be in finance. And then that passion, that love for whatever it is that you were born with, that innate superpower that you have, that gift, that you stop using it, you stop doing it and you stop remembering that you love it so much. So I would ask you, Nikki, to think about like, what did you really love to do when you were a little kid? What did you love so much that when you would do it, you only wanted to do that thing? And like time stopped when you were doing it. Like it was like you could do it all day and never get bored. For me, again, like, and I know like a lot of kids, I, I would do this too, like kids that had like lemonade stands all the time that were always trying to um, start a business. I was always starting to try start a business. I was always trying to sell things. I was always trying to create things, always. And so that like, then I'm thinking, oh, wow, I was so, such a born entrepreneur as a little kid. I was either performing 
selling stuff, creating stuff, creating shows, creating little mini events at my house, putting on performances for people. That's what I was always doing photo shoots on my own, like making my friends dress up and put makeup on ourselves do playing photo shoot. That's what I loved. And now that I think back, like, oh, wow, it totally makes sense that I'm doing all of this now. But there was a hot second in my life, maybe an entire decade where I shut that part of myself down. And I didn't allow myself to do that because there were maybe people in my life that said, oh, you shouldn't do that. You should do something else. Tips on personal branding. We are a multidisciplinary creative. I love this one. Um, this goes back to the whole concept of being um, a human that evolves. And I love that you said multidisciplinary, meaning you have lots of hobbies, you have lots of um, different, I guess you would say, not versions of yourself, but you've got lots of different things that you do and different things that you love, as every human being does. We are not just yoga instructor or just an interior designer or just a social media marketer. We're not just the thing that we do for a living. And I think that when people think about personal branding, they often think that they can only post about that one thing that they do. But here's the thing. A personal brand is supposed to be personal. That's the point. And it, a person is multifaceted with a lot of different things that you love and that you do. There's so, I am an author and a speaker and I do have a mastermind and I host events and I teach entrepreneurs how to build brands. However, I love to lift weights. I have three dogs. I just moved to Fort Lauderdale. You guys have loved following the journey. I love to watch baking shows even though I don't bake. I eat really clean. I'm into health and fitness. I'm into manifestation. I don't teach manifestation. There are stories in my book, but that's just part of who I am and part of what I love to do. And I post content about all of those things. The reason yeah. that I post content about all of those things is because I want people to connect to me personally. That's really important when you're building a personal brand. If you're not building a personal brand, then this, is, this doesn't relate. And you don't have to build a personal brand. Please know you do not have to do anything. I recommend that you do. <laughs> I recommend in 2024 that you build a personal brand. It is an investment for sure, but you absolutely do not have to. But if you decide that you want to, I would recommend that you don't just stay focused on the thing that you do because here's the thing. Let's say you are a social media marketer. That's what you do for a living. And you've built your brand around you being a social media marketer. And the only content that you create is all tips around social media marketing. That's fantastic. However, there are millions of other social media marketers out there, millions of them, and they probably all give similar tips to you. No offense, like there's just so many tips, like even in the personal development space, uh, it, there really are a couple of core concepts that are just regurgitated all the time because that's personal development. Like it's not, yes, people come up with new ideas, but there is no such thing as a completely original idea. Every single idea comes from something else, even like something like the iPhone. It came from something else. Like everything is birthed from something. So there's going to be a zillion other people that do the same thing as you, that do something similar as you. How do you stand out? I'll tell you. The only way to stand out is to leverage the thing that is totally and completely unique and different about you than everybody else. And the good news is that we're all completely different and unique. We are all different and unique. There is not another Jen Gottlieb in the entire world that's just like me, that speaks like me, that has my hobbies and my story and my unique experience on this planet. No one. But you have to lean into the things that make you unique and different. So where there might be a zillion other people out there that might share the same content as you or do something similar as you, there is, in fact, only one you with your story, your life experience, the way that you speak, 
the way that you communicate, your enthusiasm, your unique personality, your unique story of how you got to where you are. There is literally only one you. So if you are a yoga teacher that also plays the guitar and loves to sing, that separates you from all the other yoga teachers out there in the world. I would create content about you doing yoga, and then the next post could be about you singing and playing guitar. And here's the cool thing about that. The people that resonate with you and not any other yoga teacher in the world, and I know, Anna Marie, you're probably not a yoga teacher, but I'm using this as an example, is the person that's like, wow, I really love the fact that she sings and plays the guitar, or I really love that she's really into pottery because I am too, or I really love that she creates her own yoga mats. That's interesting and creative to me, and I want to do that too. And that's why they're going to follow you and not somebody else, not another yoga instructor, because of the stuff that makes you unique. So I always recommend that when you're building a personal brand, you post all the aspects of your life. Just this morning, I posted a post of me and my husband that we just moved to Fort Lauderdale. That has nothing to do with my business. That has nothing to do with building a brand. That has nothing to do with my book. It has nothing to do with any of that. But it's a personal piece of information. So you guys feel closer to me and we feel like we can connect. And I got so many DMs and messages. Oh my gosh, so cool. I lived in Florida for a few years. You're going to love it. I live in Florida. You should try this place. Like I created engagement. And that was because I was being personal and sharing my life and being a human and not just a brand and not just colors and fonts and information. You definitely want to share information. You definitely want to provide value in your niche and your space. But you also want to share the things that are unique to you and allow that to evolve, allow it to change, allow it to shift, allow it to grow. My brand has evolved so much in the past couple of years. And I've allowed it to, and I brought you guys along for the journey. And I think that's another really fun piece of it because many of you tune in all the time because you're like, wow, I really want to follow her on her story. I know that you do because you've sent me messages about that. And people love following the journey, following the story. So if you're just starting out in a new area of business, maybe you're pivoting your niche. Maybe you're starting to do something new for the first time. What if you went live or you made a video or you made a post that's like, hey, come along with me for the journey. I'm starting to do this new business. I'm starting over. I'm completely new at this. I'm starting to do real estate. So I'd love for you to come along with me and watch as I learn and grow into this space. And you can bring people with you. People love that evolution. I love it. I love watching that. And here's the thing. Like that makes you more human. It makes you more someone that people want to connect with and they want to do business with. And they're going to be really excited for everything that you do because they're going to feel part of it. They're going to feel like they were along for the journey. I know I, I brought a, lo- a lot of you along with me for my book launch. We were part, you guys were part of the street team. I started talking about my book years, like way before it was, it came out and we were all on that journey together. And many of you felt very passionate about the book coming out because you felt like you were part of it. I know that because you told me. So think about what that is for you. So if you've got lots of, like you said, multidisciplinary, lots of different things that you do, bring them all to the party, bring them all to your page, you know, focus in on one specifically. And like on the AI challenge yesterday, we were talking about speaking to one person. So you want to speak to your client avatar. You want to speak to the person that you really want to be following you and talk to them, but you can tell them whatever the hell you want. You can tell them one day about your hobby of doing Pilates and you can tell them one day, the next day, a really great value add of the expertise that you have, but make sure you're talking to that one person and you're you're thinking about what that person's pain points are and like how you can provide value to them when you're doing your value add posts. Not every post needs to be a value add post. 
But um, you want to definitely have those there. If you are a, an expert in your space or you're using social media to promote your business, of course, you want to be providing value in your expertise. But if you've got four different expertises, you can provide value in four different expertises. Nobody said that it has to be a certain way. If somebody comes and tells you that everything needs to be this certain way, please run very far away because there's no right or wrong way to do it. You can create your own way of doing it. That's the beauty of entrepreneurship. That's the beauty of personal branding. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yes, there are best practices, 100%. There are ways that you can make your reels do better. There are ways that you can make your posts do better. There are times to post that are better than others. There is strategy, and that's why you want to learn all those strategies. But then do whatever you feel is best for you. But when it comes to your personal brand, be your personal self. Be the human that you are. Showcase the human that you are because no human is perfect. No human has the same colors and fonts on top of them all day long. Nobody has the exact same, like whenever I open, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to be really honest. If I go to somebody's Instagram and every single post has the same colors and fonts and they look exactly the same, I just, I don't, I feel a little bit disconnected from that person. I'm just going to be honest. That's my personal opinion. Now, some people like that vibe and that's fine. But I like seeing the messiness that is human. Even if it's a really big, awesome brand that I follow, that I enjoy, the the best personal brands for me are the ones that I could think of a couple of personal brands that I love. A couple of posts are value adds of what they talk about and what they do and their expertise. And then they throw in a post of, oh, here's my three dogs being silly and goofy. I said three dogs because I have three dogs, but they don't have three dogs, but whatever. Like, here's my dog. Here's my kid. Here's us at uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Just like a really quick post so I can get a snapshot of their personal life as well. Or did you know this crazy thing about me? I actually really love XYZ. And then I learned something new about them. And then the next three posts are expertise posts and I get value from them. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.